0: Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow.
1: What is up? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to Boss to Boss, your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest, Robin Williams, is a designer and illustrator currently working full-time on her online art business, Bite Size Treasure. Inspired by her lifelong passion for creating a childhood dream of being a marine biologist and an obsession with drawing super cute and unique sea creatures, Robin creates science-based art and merchandise sure to educate and appeal to the sea-loving child in all of us. Uh, in honor of the special guest this week for Shark Week, Robin Williams, we have Christina Souza, our marketing guru head over here at boss to boss on the show to give us a little bit more about, uh, about our interviewee and how she met her.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you, Miro. Thank you for, uh, thank you for having me and, uh, Robin and entertaining the, uh, my shark idea for shark (laughs) week. So I'll give you guys kind of like the little rundown of how we, uh, I met Robin at MagFest. And for those of the, those of you who do not know what MagFest is, it's a music, music and gaming convention. Is it right, Robin? Just correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, cool. Uh, I started doing that years ago, and it was just really, really cool going there, seeing retro games and pinball machines. And I love going to the vendors because I'm a girl and I like shopping. So <laughs> uh, I, uh, I found Robin last January at MAGFest, and her booth immediately drew me in because it had all these, like, cute sharks. And uh, I love sharks, first of all. And then it was just, like, the way they were drawn, that was very eye-catching, very... Very cute, almost like I don't want to say like kawaii, but like very, very cutesy like that. And I love the fact that she had like a lot of shark puns. So, uh, Robin and I, we started talking. We had a little conversation, and uh, I bought a few things from you. And uh, I feel like my favorite thing that I bought from you, Robin, was the I bought a mug, and it's uh, one of my favorite mugs. I literally use this mug every day. It's a black mug, and it has like a sticker on it, and it says Shark Bucks. (laughs) It's a play on words, so it's kind of cute and um, I think it was we were, you know, we were, I was reviewing all the things that we were doing for the podcast and, you know, our, all the changes that we're going through boss to boss and I was having my morning coffee with, you know, the shark books and uh, I looked, I saw it and I was just like, oh my God why don't i bring in rob like i remember bite-sized treasure i like remembered her name i remembered everything no you know not that i'm psycho or anything but (laughs) i it just that's how much it kind of like resonated with me that her stuff just really just drew me in i'm like hey guys we need to bring this girl in because she used to you know have a corporate job like she used to you know this is perfect and what better time would it be it's shark week so I wanted to bring her in, talk about like her journey because it's really interesting and it's very... I, I just think it's wonderful that she just like went from that and then, you know, going into sharks and the misconception. I'm, I mean, the people that know me know that I'm Puerto Rican and I grew up on an island and I love sharks. We have a really good education with sharks because we kind of had to. <laughs> so, but most people don't. And that's why I wanted to bring her on and talk about her journey. And expose her art because she's an amazing artist and just uh, go from there. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And w- without further ado, Robin Williams, welcome. How are, Hi, guys. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome.
1: Uh, so so Bite Size Treasure, that is, that is the business, the company that you run. If anybody wants to look it up, you know, as you're listening to the show, it's at Bite with a Y, Size Treasure. And uh, what's the best spot to find you at? Is that Instagram or
0: Instagram or Twitter would be the best.
1: Twitter. Okay, great. So for those listening, if you want to, you know, follow along to uh, see exactly what Christina, you know, meant by uh, by the pictures and uh, all the designs and, and everything. Well, Robin, you want to tell us something? Uh, tell us a little bit more about what it is exactly you do. You know, something different, something we don't really know about you.
0: Um. So I started doing um, an online shop. Back in, like, 2011, it was a terrible little shop. I just kind of, like, drew some stuff and put it on some merch. And uh, I started – I rebranded back in 2013 to Bite Size Treasure. Um, And I started doing, like, mashup characters. So, like, my Nerdy Blowfish, my Sheriff Whale, Planetary Blowfish, some weird, ridiculous characters. And then I think three years ago, I started doing some sharks. And uh, and now if you ever see me at a table – at a booth or a show, it's all sharks. It's, um, it, I think my whole table is like 80% sharks now. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: So you took something that you were good at, right? And you pretty much ran with it. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah I went to school for animation. I, I learned pretty quickly that I, I didn't have the, um, the attention span for animation. But <laughs> I enjoyed drawing cute characters. And I've always been drawn to sea life. And so I just kind of mushed it all together and Bite sized Treasure was created.
1: So from my understanding, you know, at some point in time, you you were working at nine to five, you were working a normal uh, desk job, but you you did venture into this entrepreneurial you know, world by, you know, trying out these different, you know, sh- online shops. Now you're pretty much uh, going full out, you know, with Bite sized Treasure. Yep. Uh, when did you realize, you know, enough was enough and you wanted to get out into into this world when did Um, you want to leave
0: so when did i leave my so i was i was a government contractor for years Mm -hmm. and then i went into another full-time job and then i when i got laid off from that job i started doing conventions and i really enjoyed it but i was just starting out nobody knew who i was i really wasn't making enough money so i couldn't sustain doing that because shows are expensive and the merchandise is expensive Mm -hmm. And so I found another job and I was there for less than a year. And I knew, I was like, this is not what I want. I want to go back. I want to do shows more. So back this previous April, um, actually, rewind that a little bit more. In February, I had a really great show uh, right here in um, National Harbor. And after that, my husband was like, oh, you know, you could could do this full time if you have more shows like this. Like, uh, is is that your is that you're okay for me to quit my job? <laughs> Cause I uh, I'm hooked on this. I want to, I want to stay doing what I'm doing. And so in April I had um, a little baby show at a, con- at a college con and I knew that I'm like, if I can, if I can do well at this little baby show, then I'm going to quit my job. And the following Monday, I put in my notice and I was done. Like I just, I, I wanted to do shows and online sales full time.
1: So you crushed it that good, like right yeah. away that you're like, "This is it, yeah, run with it, awesome, so th- did you know the whole time when you were still you know working for the government and working your previous jobs, did you know you were going to do something like this eventually, or did you I had
0: no idea I had no idea I saw I started making some of those ridiculous characters mm-hmm. back when I was at the government contractor, and they they were okay, like people enjoyed them like they're just silly, like, little sheriff whale it's, it's silly. And it's not really based in reality of any sorts. Um, But once I started doing um, like real reality-based sea creatures, that's when um, I started getting people to notice me and notice my art more. And then we would just start geeking out at shows over sharks and other sea creatures. And it just became, it became what it is today.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, So I guess, before you even got here though there had to be there had to be mis- a mistake you made along the way you know uh usually the things don't don't go perfect <laughs> usually uh something happens before we even you know get to a place where we can sustain you know a business no matter what it is is there a mistake something that you made that you think was crucial to you getting from where you were a few years back to being to where you're at now you know where where you could actually be full time with bite sized treasure you know and and that's it like were you able to sustain yourself?
0: I think trying to mimic what other people were doing was holding me back. So I saw mm-hmm. these other companies, like nowadays it would be like Pusheen is huge. Oh yeah. Um, and Pugly is huge. Like I was trying <laughs> to do just cute ridiculousness, um, which is why I had, you know, Sheriff Whale, Nerdy Blowfish. And I was just trying to hit a note and I was trying so hard that I really wasn't focusing on what I, what I liked. And I liked the whale and I liked the blowfish, but when I started doing the sharks, because the shark is my ma- is my mascot, but he was just kind of like a generic shark. When I started focusing on the scientific aspect of it, so drawing him with the proper number of dorsal fins, the proper, proper number of anything, um, and then adding more sharks to that, that's when I, that's when people started to notice my work hmm. and, um, Since then I've added more, other than sharks, I've added more sea creatures to that, but they're all based on reality. And they're all, Mm -hmm. even though they're cute, they're still anatomically correct. And colors are relatively where they should be, minus the sharks. The sharks are every color of the rainbow. (laughs) All the rest of them are, you know, pretty pretty close to how they look in real life. And that's really resonated with people. So I would say my biggest hurdle was trying to do what other trying to mimic what other people were doing and not necessarily what I wanted to do.
2: That is such a great point to bring up. I mean, that's just like, so amazing. I I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard. I mean, Steve, you've heard that where it's like, I try to, uh, you know, follow what other people do. And, and it wasn't until I decided not to do that. They break out of the shell that that's when you become successful.
1: Steve's actually not on the show. He's just oh, sorry, he's, he's, listen, he's listening he's uh-huh. listening in. Steve is listening in, so you I know, know he's he name. I've been <laughs> to Steve
2: all day and we we're just like he's probably laughing in the background right now. But he uh, is for sure. I apologize.
1: <laughs> Surprised he hasn't said anything yet. But um yeah, so Christina and I were going back and forth about this, wondering, you know, why sharks? <laughs> you know?
0: Um So the biggest, the biggest thing is I have a, I'm a sucker for, um, animals that just have a bad rep. So I I, at home, I have a pit bull and I love, I love my boy so much, but like I knew that sharks, you know, aren't monsters and they don't deserve that reputation. And they're just, they, at the time when I started by size treasure, they just weren't. Other than shark week, they weren't really represented in a positive light. Um, I watched so many documentaries where they're still villainizing sharks and it's, it breaks my heart. So making the sharks cute, but semi-correct, um, it was my way of being able to show people them, in, like show them to people in like a positive light. And mm-hmm. even the people, I have people come to my table all the time and they're like, I didn't know there were this many species of sharks or I was always scared of sharks, but you made them so cute. I'm like, that's, that's what I want. Like, I want you to, to be drawn in by their cuteness, but I want to educate you. And I want you to know that they're important to us and they're important to our environment. And without them, you know, we're not going to be here.
1: I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. It's, it's actually a common theme with a lot of my interviewees. You know, they say, find that niche, you know, find what it is, the thing you really, really fully are behind and and just run with it. You know, it's, I think a lot of us make that mistake. We want to appeal to, the full crowd, you know, want to appeal to as many people as possible and hope that, you know, the more people, the, the, the better it'll be. But that way, you know, you're not always focusing on what is really important to you and what you're mm-hmm. going to put your full heart to. Right. And the, that, that definitely played a, a major role for you, it seems like. Right.
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, it can't um, be a small feat because obviously the uh, I mean, Robin, the work that it takes. I mean, how many species of shark are there? Like, you you know, this question.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Depending on who you ask it's between like 450 and 500 Um, most experts agree that there's about
2: 500 or so now And Um. for each and every one of those like 500 species of sharks like we all know the popular ones like great whites and tigers and you know, my favorites are hammerheads, but It's you have to do research. Oh, yeah a lot of your and this is something that drew me into your booth and like sparked up the conversation so I've always been really big into sea sea life and marine biology.
0: I was going to be, be a marine biologist. So there's a lot of knowledge that I have just from taking classes and my own time and preparing to go to college for it and then never actually doing it. And then the sheer number of, I'm um, looking around, the sheer number of shark books that I own is a little ridiculous. But uh, in terms of like when I do my sharks, so I think when I met you, I only had... 25 species of sharks at my table right Um, as of next week i'll have well technically at this past weekend i did too but i have
2: 40 sharks um that's that's great i mean yeah and you have to do the research on it oh
0: absolutely there was one day where i spent um 17 hours straight like i just worked and i broke down the entire taxonomy of sharks and rays and skates um, and their closest relatives and breaking them down into their orders and families, making sure that I'm not just focusing on one family or one order. Like I'm, I'm everybody's represented. Um, So it's a, it's a lot of work that goes into them. And then when I s- search a specific species, like I'm not just looking at one reference, I'm looking at all through all my books, through all of these online sites, trying to make sure that there is, Accurate as I can make them but still making sure that they're cute and adorable.
2: That's awesome What a mirror at what I was gonna say like mm-hmm. you know, what I love about her also, and this is something we hadn't we I we didn't know she um, She has a twitch where you people can actually see her draw come up with the designs and I love the fact that you know Robin you do something very different you have uh, patrons and mm-hmm. you give those patrons a specific artwork that they're not going to find anywhere else. Like they're going to have something special about it. I, and I didn't even know until, you know, I, I saw your, I saw it, it was part of you. I'm like, Oh, you could be a patron. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So that, that was, that, that is really cool.
1: So how, yeah, can you, can you tell could, us more about that? Just cause yeah. the average listener might not know exactly. Um, So
0: so Patreon is, in a nutshell, it's kind of like a monthly Kickstarter, but not because it's not for a specific project. It's for helping creatives. Um, So for me, every month people can donate either a dollar up to $25 um, and they get rewards for donating that. And that money goes to keeping the business running. Um, And then whatever you get in return is like my thanks for donating that money every month. And you can do it as a, you know, a single month or you can just be a continuous patron and automatically every month, you know, you donate $5 and then you get goodies in return. So, you know, I give out uh, downloadables. So like wallpapers, planner pages, um, coloring pages, goodies like that. And then like to the higher tier, you get basically get like a subscription box every month. And Um, I'm actually in the process of updating my Patreon, so I'm gonna do like a shark of the month club. Um, So each month I'll focus on like a specific type of shark and you'll get all sorts of goodies. And um, one of the big parts about being a patron is like um, she mentioned, it's sometimes you get stuff that's exclusive to the Patreon that you're not gonna get anywhere else. And it's good for artists like me to try out new products, that may not potentially work in the long run, or maybe they're just too expensive to do. Um, like I'll do some exclusive prints every now and then. Um, uh, I have a, a friend that has like a sticker making business and I just do some like exclusive stickers, do enough to cover everybody in patron. And then that's it. I, I'll never print them again.
2: And your, and your portions also go to like the profits go to shark and ocean conservation, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, that. Uh depending on how many shows I do now,
0: because I've been doing so many shows, um, every month I take a, you know, a proportion of my proceeds from, um, my Etsy and sales at shows. And then I leave a tip jar out at shows and then I'll take the tip jar and I'll match it out of my own pocket. I match it. And each month I pick a different, uh, nonprofit to donate that to. And I make sure that it goes, specifically to sharks since that's what most of my booth is and that's what people are going to expect from me so I make sure that it goes specifically to shark conservation and people that work with sharks.
1: Well, we have a Boss to Boss exclusive over here. Steve Wiley, our uh, our producer head. Uh the other other part of uh Boss to Boss, he's actually going to join on to the show really quick as he has this a burning question that he needs to ask. <laughs> okay. Steve Mike's yours. Hey, Robin. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I've been listening in. I love it. I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, you got into sharks and you got into sea life. I know you're passionate about it. How do you feel about the bad rap that sharks get in people's eyes?
0: Um, I feel it's pretty awful. (laughs) Uh, I still have... um, you know, sometimes Shark Week will do, some, they've gotten better over the years because it's been going on for like 30 years. Um, every once in a while, they'll still do uh, a, a one that I'm not super happy with because it's like villainizing um, sharks. And a lot of, sadly, a lot of documentaries on Amazon and stuff are, are pretty bad. But people, I don't think people realize how integral they are to our ocean ecosystems and how it's really going to affect us if they were to ever disappear and just how many sharks are killed at the hands of humans
2: every single year. It would be great to highlight what is it about their ecosystem? What is it that they do that they provide such a structure benefit to the ocean ecosystem? And you would be able to answer that perfectly. Um, So sharks are considered uh, apex
0: predators, most of them. Um, Smaller ones are, you know, mid range in the food chain, but their their biggest well like for the great white example it's an apex predator it eats seals and sea lions and um, larger marine mammals um, it t- it's it's a um, it's an animal that feeds when it when it needs to um, so they burn so much energy that they're going to pick an animal that's easier to catch so they're picking the sick and the weak animals um, that would could potentially mate and give off, you know, you know, that down the line is going to give that sickness to its offspring. So it's, it's taking out, the sharks are taking out the, um, the weak links basically in the species. So the, the stronger can survive. If sharks were gone, um, seals and sea lions are going to overpopulate the sick and the um, sickly are going to populate as well. And then those animals are in turn going to overconsume their own prey. So smaller fish um, to the point where there's no fish left. So humans aren't going to have any fish to eat. Other animals aren't going to have anything to eat. And then eventually there's not going to be any fish left. And then everything is going to die. And it's just, it's going to throw everything out of whack.
2: Right. It's a perfect like human ba- uh, nature balance thing. Yep. yep. And that that's is, how it
0: is for really any yeah. predator across the planet, whether it be sharks or something living in a jungle, you know, we're, we're removing these animals that are integral to our ecosystems. Not thinking
2: of the damage that it's going to cause in the lo- in the long run. And most of the time, I mean, the when they bite humans is a case of mistaken identity. I mean, all the uh, all the documentaries, everything that I've seen, it's like sharks do not typically go for humans. That's not mm-hmm. in their that's not in their re- that's not in their wheelhouse of like things that they like. They don't have a sweet tooth for humans. It nope. just happens that we either are on kayaks or surfboards. And from a shark's perspective, you know, we tend to look like a seal or like one of the things like in the shape of, you know, if if specific way. Um, Yeah. So it's just a case of most of these shark bites are are, uh, mistaken identity. Yep. You're,
0: you're more likely to be killed by a vending machine, a cow. A vending machine? (laughs) Oh, vending machines kill like 30 people a year, I think. Are you serious? Yeah. Sharks kill four, four people a year. Vending machines kill, I think it's like 29 or 30 people a year. You're more likely to fall, um, to be killed by falling out of your own bed than you are by a shark (laughs) attack. Um,
2: And
0: and humans kill like how many sharks a year? Like 2 million, something Uh, like that? It's depending on what it's for. It's between like 75 to 100 million sharks every year.
1: All right. Well, that's some great stuff right there. Uh, Thanks for sharing all that, Robin. That's that's, things that we normally wouldn't hear on this show or – ever I mean I'm, I'm over here mind boggled with uh, <laughs> statistics over here I love it I'm definitely gonna uh, I think I'm gonna definitely pay attention to shark week a lot more No knowing this stuff knowing no one is data it's just gonna make me uh, appreciate it that much more so I, we, we definitely appreciate all that but uh, now without further ado we're on to our favorite segment of the show welcome to the round with no name cuz they're all taken here you're only gonna have five seconds to answer each oh question <laughs> Uh, five seconds to at least spit something out. We don't want you to think too much about it. We could elaborate later. Um, if anything, my, the producer, Steve, he's gone now, luckily. But uh, otherwise, he comes down and he, uh, he gives me a hard time. He, uh, thre- he threatens me. I think he breaks my legs or something. So let's, uh, let- let's keep it at five seconds. <laughs> okay. But uh, without further ado, Robin, what is your favorite book?
0: Um. What is this book? It is The Complete Guide to Sharks, actually. Um, It's a great book that I found in the bargain bin at Barnes & Noble. It's got a lot of really fun facts, and they break down by shark species and uh, family.
1: It's really cool. I love it. I'm going to check it out right after this. If you were stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? And there (laughs) might be sharks all around you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A sketchbook. As long as I can have a pencil with it.
1: Awesome. Who is or has been your greatest mentor?
0: Uh, I'm going to say my husband. Um, He's the one that keeps me going every day. Like when I have, when I have, we all have those bad days. Uh, When I think about, you know, oh, maybe I'm not doing what I should be doing. My husband's like, no, you enjoy it. People enjoy it. Keep going. I wouldn't be where I am without him.
1: Is entrepreneurism a fad?
0: I would say no. Um, I would hope that it would continue to go um, as long as humans are alive. You, if you can keep doing what you want to do and um you can make money doing it, I guess, is the just keep doing it.
1: How do you drink your coffee?
0: I actually don't drink coffee.
1: Oh <laughs> bummer. Tea. How do you drink your tea?
0: I don't drink tea either. What, what do, do you drink? <laughs> I me hot cocoa any day. Hot cocoa.
1: Perfect. How do you Even drink it the summer? It? How do you drink it? What brand? We want to know details
0: a uh, with a little bit of milk and some mint
1: awesome i love that is there a specific brand
0: just the Swissmas. yep oh, simple oh, okay. simple and easy there you go
1: <laughs> and then is there one product um besides the hot cocoa that you consume every day or something you wear um whatever it is that just makes you different something very uh specific
0: Hmm. that's
1: something hard. you can't go a day without
0: something i can't do it. can can my computer be one of those things
1: what's the computer you use
0: i have an imac and i have a wacom cintiq that i draw on so i draw on the screen uh i i, I couldn't do what i do without it that's oh, my baby cool. my baby awesome
1: <laughs> well you survived i survived we all survived steve's Phew. not here so
2: <laughs>
1: those are some awesome answers uh i know listeners will love all that but uh for the individual and us, you know, you years back, me a year ago, sitting there, you know, in that office working, you know, that nine to five, we're debating, do we make that leap? Do we, uh, do we go out and become entrepreneurs? Is this even for us? Do you have some kind of advice for that person?
0: Uh, my biggest advice would be to just do it. Um, just go ahead and dive in. Cause you're not going to want to regret it in the future. Uh, if I hadn't have just decided to just quit my job, I wouldn't be as happy as I am today doing what I'm doing.
1: Awesome. And uh, for the boss to boss family, do you have an, uh, anything you want to share? Any exclusive, Anything exclusive for our listeners before you go? And, you know, any any tidbits where, where, where we could find you and where you're coming up, uh, you know, in the future? Where, where could we follow you?
0: Uh, so you can follow me on Etsy, uh, Instagram, uh, Patreon, Twitch, uh, all at Bite Size Treasure with a Y. Uh, I'm going to be at a lot of shows this year. The next two shows next month. Actually, I'll be at Blurred Con this month, which is right in Crystal City. And I'll be at Otacon in D.C. and Dover Comic Con in Delaware.
1: Any Let chance me- you have anything special for Shark Week, like a shark fact?
0: Oh, um, so here's an exclusive. I'm doing 10 new sharks for Shark Week. Um, so you'll be able to, if you follow me online, you'll be able to see each of the new sharks all next week as they're being um, released and uh, I can give you the first one exclusive is my blue shark. I love my blue shark and fun fact about blue sharks. They can actually give birth up to 135 pups in one litter.
1: Wow. Uh, I can, I can say with a fact, I could say with a straight face, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Mind I that. <laughs> and, and, and you mentioned your Patreon page. Uh, can you give us the link to that one as well? Because uh, I'm sure someone, people would be interested.
0: It's Patreon. So it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Bite Size Treasure.
1: All right. That's Bite sized Treasure, everybody. You can find her everywhere, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then there's links to all her other pages. It's Bite Size Treasure with a Y. Robin Williams, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for taking the time out today with uh, with the rest of the team, with Christina, with Steve. Uh, hope hope to talk to you soon. We definitely will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: That is all for this episode of boss to boss. Your next step is to visit boss to boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember the time is now.